Hello everyone and welcome to Sterling's Business Success and Coffee podcast. Kindly sponsored and supported by Sterling's group coaching programs and Fix This Next. This free online business assessment tool enables you to pinpoint your business's vital need. Keep listening for top business tips and advice to help you level up and scale up. Here's your host, Simon Meadows. Hi everyone and welcome to this podcast episode in which I'm joined by Alex Smith and Alex is the owner and and runs several businesses and I would probably describe him as he has described himself in the past as a digital entrepreneur and in particular has an intriguing business called Leadoff, which I'm sure we'll find out a little bit more in the podcast. And Alex and I have known each other not too long, actually, just a few months. Uh, and Alex is, uh, is is a member of my business uh, group coaching program as well, and uh, and and also a, a sort of fellow Christian. So, well, welcome to today's podcast, Alex. Good to have you on the podcast. Hi, Simon. Thank you. Let's get into a little bit of your backstory because you've got quite an interesting story of how you got into into business and business on your own just tell the listeners a little bit about what's brought you to this point in life that you have now sure um so my father uh, was the probably the business inspiration he had a property maintenance business he yeah. had lots of businesses um um, mostly all successful um, yep. and kind of the most recent one was a print business he started with a single color printer in his yep. garage when I was about five or six years old um, and then that grew into a commercial premise with a bigger press and uh, staff um, so I've always been around my, my dad basically doing businessy things yep. and um, printing was kind of the natural route for me going into the family print firm and um yeah, um, doing every aspect of the business, sweeping the floor, emptying the bins and yeah. dealing with customers, uh, production, uh, quotes, everything. And, and the businesses you've got now, um, obviously, you know, web design, you've got a leader, which is LinkedIn uh, lead generation. I think I'm right in describing it like that. We'll hear more about that a little bit later on. Uh, the printing business, which uh, primarily does sort of online orders for printing sort of labels and stickers and things like that yeah so um the main business sticker um i sort of came away from the family firm and set up my own and we sell on amazon ebay etsy um the the biggest channels and that's all basically digital print um using large large format machines and uh, then we've also got a few other machines laser cutters so producing personalized gifty things yeah um uh, mainly um for, for online markets and, it, and there's yeah. no it's kind of any any product we can manufacture ourselves yeah. that we haven't got to um spend too long in the development process so it's, it's a very quick turnarounds right. um, so that's that's kind of a core business i've got a team there who kind of run that really well for me yeah. uh, i can kind of just dip in and out as i need to with that business right. yeah and i think that's the thing isn't it you know a lot of the businesses you're involved in are actually quite fast-paced businesses as well um, and we'll we'll hear a little bit more about the the values you've got in business and and the way that you do business as, as well. But uh, I know this is uh, the the business success and coffee podcast, and uh, yeah, I've got my coffee here, and you know, you're a, a water drinker. But we were talking just before we started the recording. You know, 
about what we probably drink more uh, sociably. And you mentioned J2O. Now, for some people in listening to this that are, are outside of the UK or outside the EU, you might not understand what J2O is, uh, but it's basically a sort of a juice mixer of some sort. You can drink it on its own or you can mix it. And I must admit, my wife, particularly at Christmas, and this is why I, I said it be, we'd pick up on this, she loves the glitterberry one. Yeah. So at Christmas, she will go everywhere to hunt down the glitterberry version of the J2O just for Christmas. Yeah, I'm not not sure about the nutritional value of no, ones, no. but certainly they're, they're very unique, aren't they? When you shake they them are. up, they yeah, yeah. And it's a Christmassy yeah. thing. It's a bit like I'm a bit like that with my gingerbread latte at Starbucks, and she's like that with a, a glitterberry J2O. So, have you got any particular flavour of J2O that is um, your favourite well, that you like? I whenever I'm out at a restaurant and uh, the waiter comes over and says, "Oh, what what kind of flavour can I get you?" and I always say to them, "Lucky Dip." Um, oh, okay. I let them decide what flavour wow. I have. And, um, I put the onus on them. And they don't like that often. They think, oh, wow, wow. I'm now under pressure. I don't want to disappoint yeah. this customer and get him the wrong thing. But yeah. um, I drink all the flavours. But I, I always do that just to kind of interact with the waiters a little bit and, uh, yeah. yeah, just be a bit more different, I guess, and awkward. But I like the yeah. surprise element. Yeah. So I've got to ask a question then on that because, you know, there are two types of people in life. There are people who, when they get a box of chocolates, they study the menu card of what the chocolates are and they pick the chocolates out that they want to eat. That's one type of person. That's not me. The other type of person is the person who just opens a box of chocolates and just pull ones out and is quite either pleased or not happy with the choice that they make. Uh, which one are you when it comes to chocolates as well then? I'm probably a little bit hybrid, so I will Ooh. look at it. And then yeah. if I see it's a coffee one or a liqueur or something like that, I probably uh, will avoid it. But anything else, I'll happily take and see how uh, it tastes rather than okay. read the full description of what it is. Yeah. Uh, so I just look out for the, the no-go areas, avoid yeah. them, and then whatever else, deal with it. Yeah. See, when I open a box of chocolates, I always throw away the, the, the menu card, which drives Angela, my wife, mad because she likes to know what she's eating so i know yeah. when she's being into the chocolates because i end up with all these chocolates i've had a bite out of them because she's tasted it and gone oh don't like that and put it back <laughs> which is really good for me because i get all these half bitten chocolates that she doesn't like that i actually get to have but uh, some might say that's disgusting some might not um, but yeah but interesting yeah so j2o is complete random give me one of your choice but yeah, box of chocolates, not quite so. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I'm sure some mental scientist or psychologically, uh, psychological, or get my teeth into gear, somebody that's with a mind will analyze that and come up with some kind of comment of what kind of person that makes you, Alex. But we'll, we'll move, we'll move swiftly yeah. on from that. Um, thinking about your own business, then, and you know, you can choose one of the businesses you want to talk about. What would you say is the latest or most significant thing that you've worked on or fixed or evolved in your own businesses then that you can share with the listeners? Um, so it probably be the most recent project, which is Leadith. Um, yeah. That has been a bit of a journey. Um, yeah. and it's a journey that's come about through um, COVID. Um, yeah. Very much um, out, out of COVID, it's, it's come about. So I used to be a, um, a sales representative for the Federation of Small Businesses, 
getting lots of members mm-hmm. on board um, was the remit. It's a commission only role. So the pressure was on yeah. and um, I had to go out there, do cold calling, knocking doors yeah. at industrial estates, phoning people up, pestering them, yeah. trying to get through the gatekeeper and down yeah, to that decision sure. maker. And um, yeah, I, I kind of, after I was in that role for about 18 months and towards the end of that period, obviously we hit COVID and uh, I couldn't go out anymore visiting door knocking and yeah. uh, meeting face to face with clients. So I looked to, to LinkedIn digital marketing as a way of kind of generating a bit of interest, generating meetings. Um, so I thought there's got to be a smart way of doing this. Um, I found some Chrome plugins back then. There was LinkedIn helper, meet Alfred and yeah. um, hundreds of other tools. And they basically um, automate the process of connecting you with people, moving the mouse and imitating you looking at their profile yeah um and i got good at it i I brought in a lot of members and um suddenly all the other mas doing the role uh, in different parts of the country wanted me to do it for them so i needed a a very robust system that would accommodate multiple users um ideally in the cloud not tying up a computer resource in my one of my offices So um, I went out to the market, researched lots of uh, products that were there. I had literally 10 demo calls with different providers, um, evaluated the pros and cons, had a really cool Excel spreadsheet um, with all the pros, the cons, the pricing per user, the cost after two years, everything was very detailed um, and quite methodical. Um, So I I met with one guy and actually the the guy I chose um, to to use his software, I met him personally through a, a demo call and we just clicked and um, he's a family guy and um, the marketing was spot on. And yeah. I just thought this is, this is the one. Um, it wasn't the cheapest out there, um, but um, the team, the support and everything, I just thought let's run with it. Great. So this guy let me use his platform basically. So I've white labeled it, um, rebranded it my own because I've got so many users on board. So we're, we're currently running about 30 users at the moment and we're looking to, to grow that. Yep. Uh, and what the tool does, um, just for anyone that's listening, um, is it connects you, uh, connects your LinkedIn profile with other uh, potential customers that you can do business with. So um, it's it's driven on um, a tool called Sales Navigator, but it's not needed. But you can use Sales Navigator if you want a more targeted list. Yeah. Um, business owners in a certain area with a certain interest, um, or you can scrape LinkedIn groups and things like that. Um, so if you can find that congregation point for your ideal customer um that that is a perfect way of then touching base with people um yeah. and it's a it's a it's a multi-message strategy so it's a, a chain of, of drip messages that go out to prospects um one after one day one after three days you, you can set the delays yeah and um, it just generates engagement it generates engagement with people okay. and um the beauty of this tool is you can A-B split test campaigns. You can see what's working, what's not. Um, and it just automates so much of your day-to-day sales task of, of touching back with people, responding with them, sending yeah. them links to calendar appointments, sending them to your website for more information. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you have reply templates that you can just quickly fire back. So it, it just needs about five minutes of your time on a daily basis just to check for any replies, deal with those. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, it just generates a really good, strong, steady stream of leads yeah. um, continually. So as, as you were talking then, I'm sure, listeners, you were probably thinking the same. You know, we've 
many of us have perhaps been on LinkedIn and we accept a connection request and then we get this set of messages that very often are disconnected to to us and you know you get a feeling they've not looked at our profile um what and, and some people are thinking about automating and you know using products such as yours which you know sounds an amazing uh, product what would you say to those people who are concerned about that sort of bot type format yeah. you know so, how, how would you answer that yeah linkedin recently changed their algorithms so they knit they put a limitation on the number of invites that you can send on a weekly basis. They set it, capped it at 100. Yep. If you're a sales navigator subscriber and you've got a, an SSI score, which is a social selling index, that's the, the score that LinkedIn ranks you on how yeah. your profile is and how much, how often you, you're going in LinkedIn, liking okay. and posting comments. Um, that has an impact on how many people you can connect with ultimately. Um, but it grows exponentially. So you can start to connect to a few. Obviously, you can then connect to their connections. Um, that approach, LinkedIn is is a relational platform, and it's um, if you use the word sales, um, yeah. you're you're going to get um, banned quite quickly, yeah. uh, or get put in LinkedIn prison, whatever it's called. Um, yeah. So the, the idea is to build relationships, um, show an interest into that other party. So it's always about them, never about you. Yeah, and that's the tact I take on a lot of um, my yeah. outbound campaigns. So I'm, I, I want to know who they are. I'm, I'm interested in their business, trying to understand what their problems are at the moment. So the focus is completely on them. And I think when you have that focus, that really helps with um, engagement. Uh, if you can add a bit of humour into it, um, I'm not very good yeah. at that. But um, yeah, me some people are very clever with words. Um, I've yeah. got a copywriter that uses the tool and, and she's crafted um, a, a string of messages that follow up so nicely succinct yeah. together uh, and it really engages with the audience um okay. with kind of copy that stands out and it's just not the boring mundane stuff but um yeah and pick up on current affairs um yeah. if you can as well because that that can kind of trigger with people and, and i think you you touched on something very important early on that you spend five minutes or so just checking in checking for replies and then perhaps you're know, setting some of the stuff off none of this actually completely works without input. And I think that's when you get upset by the box, don't you? Because they're done in a way that they're not trying to build relationships. Nobody's checking in with them. They just press go, leave it running and walk away from it uh, and just wait for people to sign up to, to a product or to a session or something like that. And it's interesting you said there about relationships because uh, one of the previous podcast guests, you know, open my eyes to LinkedIn a little bit more on the back that he said, it's like going to a room full of people at a networking event. How would you talk to people if you were face-to-face -face holding a cup of coffee? Because if you were talking to them at that face-to-face -face event, that's how you should talk to them on LinkedIn. Talk to them as though you're trying to build that relationship with them. So I think that's really important for the listeners to pick up on that. And it does need some input, doesn't it? You know, that, this kind of thing just doesn't, work completely without you it does need some input very much i mean a huge impact there is is going to be your linkedin profile um yeah i'm talking above the fold so before they do any scrolling on on your linkedin page uh, probably about 90 percent of people won't even bother going down below that so most sure. people are going to just look at your picture so okay. the importance of a professional headshot a nice clean yeah. clean background um mm. you've got to kind of speak to your ideal client 
and they need to see that that you can quite easily communicate the pain points that you can solve as a business and when you've got that clarity on your LinkedIn profile that just builds so much credibility uh, for you as an individual uh, and just showcases your credibility as a business so yeah um, that's another key aspect and and when I sort of onboard clients to the leader tool I'll uh, take time to get to know them understand really what it is that they solve and how they can add value to to their clients yeah Um, yeah so i'll I'll ask you a question a little bit later on about the linkedin profile then and perhaps something about about the images so how has it been with you since the creation of lead defend what lessons have you learned what what difference has it made to you uh your business and the other set of businesses as well um yeah i mean certainly What's, I've always wanted a, a business that is kind of on a subscription model. Yep. Um, I've, being so diverse, I mean, I, I spoke to a guy, a photographer, um, about two hours ago and had a little networking chat. And he, he said, wow, you're the most diverse person I've ever <laughs> met um, networking in the last two years. He was just right. um, amazed at how much I've, I've so much different things going on. Yeah. I think that gives you a lot of things to fall back on. Um, if, if one business isn't quite working, you yeah. can kind of fall back to another one. Uh, and yeah. I'm quite like that comfort. But um, uh, going back to your question, I think for Leadith, um, it's, it's, yeah, having that software, regular income each month, yeah. subscription-based model, I think yeah. has been a game changer. I'm not, I'm not checking that bank balance every, every five yeah. minutes. Um, yeah. There's regular payments that are just depositing there, so it's just constantly growing. And I think for me that that's been that's been really uh, a really good business model. Yeah, great. Okay. And it's um, how I can apply that subscription model to other businesses as well. Um, I yeah. think going forward. Yeah. yeah, that's interesting. So you mentioned LinkedIn profile and the importance of LinkedIn profiles. Uh, I just want to ask you a, a couple of simple questions uh, on this. You mentioned professional image, headshot. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I have a golden rule. When people send me a connection request, if I can't see the whites of their eyes, then I don't accept the request. So if they've used a logo or they've got the typical egghead type thing in there, that's it. doesn't matter how good your profile is, what it says, what your skills are, that, that takes it out for me. Any tips of, that you can add to that yeah. of what people should do with that image? Um, so if you have a look at a website, it's called photofeeler.com. Okay. Now photofeeler, um, basically ranks your professional LinkedIn headshot image based on kind of Ah. how confident you appear. So basically it's a rating system. Other people rate you, they look at the photo and they can suggest improvements. Maybe it's too blurry or maybe it's not got the right crop. So that's a really good website. Um, so I used it. I, as a test, I wore the same suit and yep. um, I put a mobile phone selfie picture of me just on a different background. Um, I put that up there and I scored, I think um, it, when you actually go, there's two parts to it. There's the the kind of the dating side, which is yep. a bit risky. Don't go near that one. Or there's the business <laughs> nope. side, which is for LinkedIn yep. profiles, which is yep. really good. Um, but yeah, it, it rates you on kind of how, how competent you appear, how likable and how influential you appear. Um, and it's a score one to 10. 
Yeah. So it's, it's simple, um, but people have the opportunity to also make a comment and um, you can see nice. people's comments on how you can improve that photo. But yeah, I was ranking about seven out of 10 for the selfie yeah. one. And then I put on my professional headshot, which was taken by a, a professional photographer at a conference, I think. Yeah. Um, I used that and um, that scored 9.8. And it's, wow. uh, it's amazing what a difference it, it will make. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's yeah. a Yeah. And what a great tool. And I'm sure many of the listeners haven't come across something like that. And because I meet so many people where I say, oh, do you know, your profile picture looks horrible and it's a cropped wedding photo. And they and people say to me, I'm sure they said the same to you, Alex, well, it doesn't look that bad, does it? And, you know, I've done a pretty good job of cropping it. And they sometimes they can't see the damage that it's doing to their profile, can they? Or, yeah. or the lack of opportunities that they're missing out on because of yeah. that. I mean, it's, it's one of the main causes for a low connection um, acceptance yeah. rate on LinkedIn. Um, yeah, yeah I can see that. Yeah. Um, the, the other thing, if you could give somebody one quick thing that they can do to improve their LinkedIn profile, and I'm going to ask you to give the listeners one tip or lesson later on um, in, in the question, but just think about their LinkedIn profile. You mentioned about above the fold. If you could share one nugget, to help the listeners today where they can go, oh, I can have a look at that. What else would you say to them? Um, so it'd be that headline text. So you've got three lines of text there to intricately um, describe what it is you do. So most people would just put MD at such and such company. It's so boring. Yeah. It doesn't help. It doesn't engage with that target yeah. client. So use as many characters you can in there, make it eye-catching, make it pop out. Um, what, how do you help people? Um, spell it out um, yeah. and do it so a so a yeah twelve year old can read it. So yeah, no, yeah. don't don't be cryptic. Stupidly long corporate terms. Yeah, it simple. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure listeners, you've you've done that where you've been driving down the road and you see a van and you see it say something and they spent all this money on the colours, but you just look at it and think, I haven't got a clue what it is that you do or how you can help because they've tried to be too cryptic, haven't they? So you're absolutely right. You know, get that 12 year old child perspective, you know, could they understand it if they saw it? So, yeah. So thank, thanks for that. Um, if people want to connect with you to, um, you know, take a look at all the businesses that you do and particular lead if, um, what's the best way for people to reach out to you if you've got something they can sign up for just give the listeners a little bit more of how they can connect and reach out to you Alex sure so um, the leadeth tool you can find that at leadeth.io so that's l-e-a-d-e-t-h dot i-o um, so that's the website for leadeth um, reach out to me there schedule a call either a demo um, or if you want to get stuck straight in you can schedule an onboarding call with me um, there's limited slots in the calendar, but um, um, you can choose choose one that's at the right time for you there. Yeah. Um, alternatively, um, connect with me on my LinkedIn profile. So linkedin.com forward slash in forward slash C-O-M-M-A-L-E-X. It's comalex, C-O-M-M-A-L-E-X. And that's my uh, LinkedIn profile. Great. Okay. So you've got a couple of ways there, listeners. And, you know, take advantage, have a look at it. And, yeah, if it can generate signups for the fsb and interest in the fsb then uh, yeah that's that that's definitely worth doing and that's something i didn't know i didn't realize you were involved in the fsb from that point of view so that's great so if if you could give the listeners one tip one lesson that they you know other than the couple that you've already given us the photo feeder and 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 the, uh, you know, how to improve their profile as well if you could give 
the listeners one tip, one lesson that they could take away, that they could do something with, what would that be? Um, it would have to be get yourself a mentor or a, or a coach, someone who's been there, done that, yep. and who can keep you accountable to your goals. What I a think great tip. I like that, Alex. What a great tip. My top tip. <laughs> I, I, I look at my, my one-page strategic plan on a daily basis now. Yep. And, you Good. know, having those, those values down, I can refer back to those. Um, any meeting I go to, uh, it's clear from the offset what the objectives yeah. are. Where's this meeting going? Does it align with my my um, objectives in, in in terms of what I want to achieve yeah. going forward? So that's that's a top tip. Great. Well, me. I love that. I love that tip. What a great tip. Yeah. And yeah, um, booking with Simon. If you booking with Simon, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think you know, uh, the, I mentioned right at the beginning of this, um, you know, the the alignment of values. And you and I, when we first spoke, you know, as 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 both sort of faith based. You know, individuals wanting to run our businesses to our values. You know, I, I do want to impress upon the listeners that you know, running a business in accordance with those values, having a plan is one thing, but making sure that you're sticking to the values by which you do business by. And don't do um, what many people do by using fancy words like integrity and transparency Make the value something that you can live by. And as Alex said, you know, if a 12-year-old child can understand your values, then you're just about right. But it's, it is about living those values. And you try and do those values across all the business. Don't you recruit by those uh, values? You deliver by those values? And you even choose the people that coach you by those values as well. Um, is there anything you want to share with the listeners on how important or how they might use values in their own business to do that? Um, yeah, I guess it depends on the scale of the business. And yeah. that, that whole process is kind of driven by everyone in, in the organisation, I would say. So if, if you can, if everyone within the organisation can have a kind of, um, have their two penneth worth and contribute yeah. towards that process, I think that's going to keep everyone aligned and keep everyone on, on track with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, I, and I think that for me is really important as well. Because I see so many clients, and I've done it myself uh, many, many years ago, where you come up with a list, you get told to do something, but you read a book, perhaps, or somebody comes on, a consultant comes on and says, you need to create a set of values. And then what you do is you go out there, you create a set, and then you impose those values on other people. And it's getting their input is absolutely essential, because you're expecting people to live and work by those values, aren't you? You know, whatever those values are, whatever they mean to you as a business. So getting their buying, I think, is a really important point that you make there, Alex. Yeah. And um, can, I, can I promote mm. one more thing? Yeah, yeah, please. <laughs> um, so, yeah, John Maxwell is uh, author of a book called Change Your World. Yeah. Uh, that's basically values-based um, training. So um, if you've got one hour a week uh, and you want to explore a bit of values, what values might mean to you and, and what could be important for you, definitely get yourself on one of these uh, transformation tables they're called because um, yeah, yeah it's all, they're all done by volunteers and you'll get connected with people all over the world but that's a, a really useful tool certainly it's been a tool for me and my business yeah um, to get everyone singing off yeah. the same hymn sheet and understanding yeah. these values in a bit more detail yeah and certainly a great resource that's john maxwell and what did you call the uh, it's changeyourworld.com changeyourworld.com Change um, yeah. there's a book and an audio book that go with it but um, yeah. it's, it's about raising up a next generation of leaders that are going to yeah. 
make a bigger impact on the world and society going forward. And I think the amazing thing with the program, and I know quite a few coaches and mentors within the John Maxwell program as well that I work you know, with in, in my group, that they actually walk the walk, don't they? You know, this isn't just a, a change the world program by people who say it but don't really walk it. You know, they encourage everybody within the program to actually be living it and walking it as well. So, uh, yeah, that's a great resource to mention. Yeah, thanks for promoting that. Uh, so last question if you were to have your next random j2o surprise mm -hmm. okay uh, and i love that i'm gonna try that and next time i'm go somewhere i'm gonna i'm gonna ask that um if you if you and listen so we're gonna do the same we're gonna have all these people saying what's going wrong with the world everybody's saying surprise me with their j2o's uh, or whatever it is but if you could have that j2o in a dream location uh, where would that dream location be or who would it be with? Just give us a bit of an idea of that to finish yeah, us off. That's a, a really good, good question. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I haven't, I'm not too well traveled. I've, I've done little bits of Europe. I've never been across the pond. Um, right. So maybe I would have it probably across the pond. Um, everyone talks about um, kind of Niagara Falls and there's some really nice scenic places up sort of Canada yeah. and places. So maybe somewhere, distant over there just to ex explore maybe a few places but uh yeah that side of the world uh, for a change i think yeah uh, well next time we speak we'll share a few uh, places that are good in canada to go and look at because obviously that's the, that's a place i've spent many many years and niagara falls i must admit you know first time i went to toronto we we went to look at niagara falls on a trip and then the guy that i met from canadian spas said oh i've got a special trip plan we're going to niagara falls Brilliant. and i must admit seeing it twice was a little bit deflating the second time because it's it? just water falling off a cliff. That's it. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, it's pretty awe inspiring the first time you see it, but when you see it two days later and you have to look as though you've seen it for the first time, it was a little bit sort of, yeah, that's yeah. water. That's a cliff. Great. Uh, but there's much more to see around there. Absolutely. So thank you very much. You've given us some, some great tips to share. Um, I've got quite a few things there. I've just got one clarification, final clarification. You said SSI score on LinkedIn. Is that? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So that's that's the LinkedIn social selling index. It, runs, it runs in the background of LinkedIn. You can access it um, just by logging into your LinkedIn profile or visiting um, linkedin.com forward slash sales forward slash SSI. That's Sierra Sierra oh, okay. India social yeah. selling index yeah and it's a score out of 100 it'll tell you where you're ranking out of your industry as well your peers yeah. whether you're in okay. the Great. top xyz percent but um, yeah. um most proactive users will be in the high 70s um yeah. anyone that's not liking or commenting is likely yeah. to have a score of around about 18 or less yeah, yeah. um yeah. so yeah it's yeah. Well, we're all going to rush off now and do that because you know a nice I mean, benchmark it, tool that we use in our business yeah yeah there's, there's lots of things I think that listeners are taking away from today, but you know, I always like to take something away myself. And that's, that's something that nobody's ever mentioned. You know, I've just finished reading a book on LinkedIn uh, and that's not been mentioned in that book at all. So really? that's a great, yeah, oh, great resource. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'll be getting my money back on uh, audible now that you've said that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so thank you for sharing those tips. Thank you for giving up your time. Thank you for being so open and um, transparent about some of the things we can do on LinkedIn. And listeners, the most important thing is that you actually go and do something with what Alex has shared. You know, 
look at that image, you know, look at that headline and look at how you can better generate you know, leads through LinkedIn and check out Alex. You know, go to Leadif, check out Alex and just give us your LinkedIn sort of um, name again. So I'm linkedin.com forward slash in forward slash com Alex, C-O-M-M-A-L-E-X. Okay, so com Alex, C-O-M-M-A-L-E-X. Yeah. There you go, listeners, you've got somewhere. Thank you very much for sharing your time. And uh, I really want to thank you for being a guest on today's yeah. podcast. Thank you very much for the opportunity, Simon. It's been great. And listeners, as you know, this is part of my mission to help businesses around the world be better educated, more aware, and also uh, be held accountable. So do something with it. And if you've enjoyed what you've heard today, if you've taken some value from what Alex has said, please leave a review on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on. We'd love to have your reviews and anything you can share, any feedback you can give us, uh, help us build a better podcast for you because we're going nowhere. You know, we've gone over 100 episodes now. We're going nowhere. So please leave us a review and help us build a better podcast for you. And I look forward to having you on the next podcast. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. Don't forget, if you'd like any help and support with your business, do get in touch with Simon. And to discover what your business needs you to fix next, visit www.sterlingcoaching.fixthisnext.com. Please do subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And Simon would love you to rate and review the show too. Thank you.